0: The MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. For boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today and bet $100 to get $100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions do apply. We're also brought to you by the SGPN Big Game Squares Contest, a $1,000 prize pool and completely free to enter. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash squares to enter today. We're also brought to you by the SGPN Big Game Bingo, $57 SGPN gift card for every single bingo hit exclusively in the SGPN app.
1: Hi, Joe DeGenerinos, and welcome to the MMA Gambling Podcast and the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, episode 287 on a race to 300. Uh, this well, it's February, so obviously uh, the Episode has to be dedicated to Michael Chandler because it's uh, Michael Chandler month in February. That's a deep cut there. My my (laughs) co host got it, which is good. Some of you cars will will get it. So uh, thanks for coming to the show. I am one of your hosts, Jeff Chalks Fox. We've got the UFC back in our lives again this week. After leaving us high and dry last week, they're back with kind of a wacky fight night card, which was supposed to be in South Korea, but instead it's in Las Vegas. But they're going to do it on South Korea time, anyhow. And the card is packed full of South Korean fighters as well, so uh, it's unique to say the least. And um, to help me break it down, uh, this episode will be the prelims. So hopefully you all like Road to UFC fighters because that's what we're going to be. H- half the fights are that. More than half the fights are that. So help me break it all down. Is the expert in all things Road to UFC, Daniel Gumby Reiland? Hello. Am I a, am I a Road to the UFC expert? I know we're yeah. usually we usually pile
0: on that I'm like a regional MMA expert or. Yeah. Uh... know a contender series i think i did well on road to the
1: ufc but i I can't honestly tell you in in retrospect it's obscure enough for you to be an expert on it don't you think that's true yeah
0: although i will say uh with the exception of the fighters on this one which now i've gotten a chance to see most of them twice uh asian mma tends to be one of the harder ones to like get your eyes on uh both because of the time difference and because there's so few like American broadcast deals or streaming deals uh, with American companies for those Asian promotions. So uh, and yeah. I'm I'm not usually all that great at it, but these guys have all seen enough uh, that I I actually feel pretty good about these specs.
1: Good. I sh- I've i seen them all at least twice, too. So you would think I would remember some of them, right? <laughs> think so, but I, I, th- I think I remember some of them. I, I, the, the, the guy that likes to smoke cigs isn't in it, unfortunately. That, that's no, Top rem- Noy. That's the guy I remember I'll, the most.
0: Although we're going to talk a little bit about Top Noy today. I, in fact, I guarantee it.
1: Oh, wow. There's your guarantee right off the top of the show.
0: It's a uh, Top Noy Kiwam <laughs> guarantee.
1: <laughs> there we go. And we got a name for the episode now. Gumby is coming through. He's always on call to record whenever I am um, have a free time. And now he's coming up with names of our episodes. Top Noy. What's his last name again? Ki- Kiwam. Kiwam. Right. I remember him. Uh, all right. So there you go. Your Top Top Noy Kiwam guarantee. So no one is tuning out now after, after hearing that,
0: right? No. We're probably the only podcast in the known universe with a Top Noy Kiwam guarantee.
1: It's true. It's true. I, I'm expecting some graphics made up for this Gumby, uh, <laughs> the top of my key here. And I, I um, expect a cigarette photoshopped into his uh, mouth. And maybe <laughs> don't need to photoshop cigs. it. There, it's there's,
0: true. Just Google image that shit.
1: <laughs> maybe, maybe a pack pack of cigs uh, rolled up in his sleeve or something like that, you know? Um, all right. You should probably crack into it, uh, into all the fun. But first I'm going to tell you about our f- lovely friends at Wimbat that keep us in your ear holes every I want to say every week, but four times a week, how about uh, WinBet is the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is active in a bunch of states. There are tons of way to win, ways to win, excuse me, including live betting and the same game parlays, a.k.a. WinBet's Build Your Own Bet. Plus, the big game is here, and WinBet has you covered. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. Ready to play, sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet $100, get $100. Limited to state availability. And, of course, if you hit the biggest long shot parlay of the week, you get a $1,000 free credit there's so much to choose from and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know we sent you that's sportsgamingpodcast.com slash offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com must be 21 or older and present in the state where play through winbet is available viewers someone you know has a gaming problem call 1-800-522-4700 plus we have the big game squares Contest SGPN is giving away a thousand dollars in their big game squares contest. It's completely free to enter. All you have to do is follow the Sports Gambling Podcast on Spotify and give them a rating. Then go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com/squares to enter for your chance to win a free big game square. I assume the squares are for the tonight's Suns Atlanta Hawks game, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is that that's the big probably, game we're talking or about? Or the
0: or the canceled uh, Detroit Pistons game? Did you see Why that they had? No. You, you, you okay. didn't see that the Pistons had to cancel tonight because of too much uh, ice.
1: Oh God, that's that's yeah, a Canadian it, thing, and and they the people got, bang on Canada, but come on. They
0: they got iced out, uh, which wow. is pretty
1: wild. Yes, they are pretty icy shooting too. Detroit has been bad for many many hey, years. Hey, look at hey. this guy. <laughs> this is not a Detroit Pistons podcast. It's a dad joke podcast, and and here you are. All right, we're gonna get into ufc fight night lewis versus spivak before someone comes and interrupts me lewis versus spivak aka ufc vegas 68 is what uh, i'm calling it in the articles i put on the sports podcast.com it is going down february 4th ufc apex in enterprise nevada not las vegas remember enterprise it's 10 p.m <laughs> the prelims is already 10 p.m <laughs> eastern time um like i said this was supposed to be in south korea why did they move? it? Were they expecting Korean zombie to fight on it? Is that what happened?
0: Yeah. My my understanding is that uh, Korean zombie was supposed to be main eventing. And from what I can piece together based on some, some tweets I saw and stuff like that. And a couple of people I know in the industry, it seems like Giga Chikadze was supposed to be his opponent. Um, Giga is still good to go. So I'm assuming it meant KZ couldn't fight. And as a result, they didn't have a Korean headliner. Um, and I think they kind of learned that like, if we're going to go somewhere, we're going to travel this far, like loading up the card with the Korean dudes is helpful. Uh, l- having a headliner that's a Korean guy is probably even more helpful. Cause I think they yeah. kind of learned their lesson with, um, who is it that, that he- the two heavyweight guys, uh, main event of the China card. I know one of them was, was
1: it one of them was Curtis blades, it
0: was Curtis was blades, it not, versus, um,
1: was it Derek Lewis, Curtis blades. Maybe I was thinking of Russian, but perhaps you're right.
0: I, I'm almost, I'm almost positive. Curtis blades yeah. main event, the China card. And I think they were like, okay, well, we put a lot of Chinese guys on the card, but I don't think this, uh, it was Francis and I don't know how I forgot oh, okay. that. Francis yeah. and Francis and Ganu Curtis blades. So I feel like they didn't get the highest level of hype out of two, just absolute beats at heavyweight. And now they're like, let's make sure if we're going somewhere, we're headlining with people who, uh, who the locals will know
1: yep so in, instead they're back to the ufc apex their their fallback plan is there uh we've got seven fights on the prelims oh the big thing about this card is this is starting at wacky time and stuff we're like ah, we may as well let laura sanko do some color commentary give her give her a crappy gig even though she deserves to be on every broadcast of theirs
0: I mean, I I think that's maybe some of it, but I will also say I think some of it is that her familiarity with the road to the UFC right, guys, right, right,
1: right, yeah, because she did all of those with Gooden,
0: um, and it would have been nice yep. to get Gooden on there too, but uh, yeah. you know, alas, he he only does British cards for the most yeah. part.
1: I was joking anyhow, but it is good to see her here. Hopefully, um, she takes over for Daniel Carmé going going forward, <laughs> or, or Dominic <laughs> Cruz, or yeah. Cruz. I, or
0: I would I would rather she replace Cruz. I'm not okay. a Cruz guy.
1: Hey. <laughs> I won't fight you on that for sure. All right, let's start off with Flyweights here. Tatsuru, Tatsuru, I should know how to say that properly since he's the stud, Tatsuru Tyra versus our Lord and Savior, Jesus Santos Aguiar, I believe that's his nickname. No, actually he has no nickname, sorry. He's not Lord and Savior. Um, like I said, this is Flyweights. We're going to start off with Aguiar, 8-1 and one, with six submissions. He's been submitted one time. This is his UFC debut. He's won eight straight fights, including one on the Contender Series, which he won via submission. He's not lost a fight since August of 2015. He was a regional champ plus 740. How's that for a welcome to the UFC <laughs> number for him. Tyra 12-0, 3 knockouts, 6 submissions, 2-0 and 0 in the UFC, one his last one via submission. Was a regional champ minus 1300. Um go ahead Dan.
0: Man, do I not like ever saying I like negative 1300, but in this case, I think I'm going to take the negative 1300. Uh yeah, the, the bottom line is is like, yeah, at the end of the day, who in their right mind wants to place negative uh, 1,300? But in the same token, part of the issue here is that Tyra is so good at grappling, right? Like, that's his forte. He's really decent on the feet, like, good enough to hold his own. And you, you put him up against a guy who pretty much relies on grappling as his way to win. Like, if you look right. back, not just at... At his contender series fight, but all of his fights, Aguilar, like, kind of needs the fight on the ground, or is kind of fish out of water on the feet, and I don't even think he's the better grappler here, and in addition to that, his takedown defense is kind of brutal, I think it comes from the fact that, like, he just jumps guillotines a lot, and he kind of, like, lets the takedown happen, because he wants to be on the mat anyway, and I think Aguilar on his back is just, like, I mean it's not gonna work against Tyra. So yeah, gimme Tatsuya Tyra, uh, even if it's negative thirteen hundred.
1: Yeah, he, he may be able to walk on water, but he's not going to beat Tatsura. Tyra because Tyra's too good, so. Um, uh, not much breakdown needed here. Tyra is our pick minus 1300. You're not going to tell me it's, you're not going to interrupt saying, no, 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 it's not that Jesus. You're just going to let me go on with my jokes. I, I
0: mean, like, yeah. And I'm not even going <laughs> to chuckle at it. It's a, it's
1: a, you're not even going to chuckle at it. Wow. You've, you've changed your ways. That's so, <laughs> so, so uh, unusual for you. All right, let's move on to turtles. then. we'll see if we have any turtle jokes in the chamber here. Middle John Young Park versus Dennis Tui Lui Lin. One of the funnest names to say Tui Lui Lin, 11 and six, nine knockouts. One, He's been knocked out once, submitted three times, one-on-one in the UFC. He's got loss-win-loss-win over his last four fights. He did win his last fight via TKO. He used to fight at lightweight, used to fight at welterweight. 2013 Pro MMA debut. He's three inches taller than Park, four inches reach on him, so he's going to be uh, the bigger man here for sure. He's more active landing strikes than Park is, uh, and he, he has outstruck his UFC opponents by 0.12 strikes per minute, so basically a push there. The Iron Turtle, Park. 15 and 5, 5 knockouts, 4 submissions. He's been knocked out once, submitted twice. Five and two in the UFC. He's won two straight uh be last one via submission. Was a regional champion, used to fight at welterweight as well. He also made his pro debut in 2013. He's three years younger than Tui Lin. Better striking stats, better grappling stats. He's also out, outstruck his UFC opponents by over a strike a minute. 1.07 strikes per minute, minus 215. I can't pass on an iron turtle here. Uh Plus, um, he's just the better fighter all around—striking, grappling, whatever, uh, whatever you want. He's better. He's also younger, so give me Jean Young Park.
0: Yeah, I kind of agree with you. He—he he just seems like he's better in every facet. Like, uh, you know, you, you go back. His only loss in his last six fights is RoboCop, um, who, who you know is—is is dangerous all the time. Um, you know, regardless of whether or not he just got caught. And the the other thing I really like about Jung Young Park here is that his grappling has held up really well uh, in his UFC tenure. Like, uh, he, he basically manhandled Ugly Man Joe on the mat in his last fight. You know, he he held his own with Eric Anders, despite the fact he gave up a couple of takedowns. You know, he got back up. He reversed the position. He looked really good there. He took on Taefon Chukwi with pretty much no problem. Like, th- this is a guy who has looked pretty good when he needs to take it to the ground. And while toy Luwin is a, uh, Russian guy and we automatically like, Oh, he must be a beast wrestler. He's actually not, he's like not that good when it comes to grappling. Like I've been largely underwhelmed. Um, if you look back at a lot of his losses and I'm not just talking about the one to Kizriev in his UFC debut, a lot of his losses are like rear naked choke losses or ground and pound losses, or he just got taken down a hundred times. Um, he got kimura by, uh, Aliskaroth, which I mean, I guess maybe you don't put too much stock in that cause that dude's a beast, but, um, you know, he, he just in general has been beaten in the grappling before. And like I said before, I, I don't even know that he's the better, I don't even know that he's the better striker. So yeah, of course, give me the iron turtle here, even at the, you know, that, that seems like a big price tag for that one too. Right. To be so sure on him.
1: Yeah. Yeah. um, he. Yeah, he doesn't look like he's turtle when he's on his back. He, he gets back up, right? There's a yeah. there's tur- hey, turtle hey, joke. Hey, there you go.
0: We got a joke, and, a he joke of fight.
1: <laughs> doesn't just flail around. I'll joke a joke of fight. I don't know if I can keep that up. That is not a guarantee. <laughs> that's, not, uh, that, that's not a guarantee like Dan did off the top. All right, let's move to women's flyweights. G. Yeon Kim versus Mandy Bohm. Uh, I will tell you about a Bohm first monster. She is a monster. She's 7 and 2, two knockouts, two submissions, never been finished in a fight. She's 0 and 2 in the UFC. She's not won a fight since October 2020. She was one known Bellator, was a regional champion. Striking stats are better than Kim's grappling. uh, Sorry. uh, She's been outstruck, though, uh, over her two UFC fights by 1.27 strikes per minute. Um, She also is a pro grappler, plus 215. Fire fist, Kim, 9 and 6 and 2. Two knockouts, three submissions, never been finished in a fight. Three and six in the UFC. Ouch. She's lost four straight fights and only won one of her last six. She's not won a fight since October 2019. So someone's going to snap a big slump here. Uh, used to fight up at Bannaway. Has missed, missed weight twice at flyweight. Multiple regional championships on her. Mandel. Correct. 2013 pro MMA debut. An inch of reach on Balm. Twice more active landing strikes. She's barely outstruck her UFC competition. 0.02 strikes per minute. She's outstruck her competition. Minus 270. And it's you.
0: Yeah, I- I'm going to go with you, Yong Kim. Um, You know, I like it, it never feels good to take somebody out of four fight losing streak. But he, here's the thing is like a lot of those fights are super close. Um, You know, you go back and you look at, you know, like the Priscilla Cachoeira fight. Like, I, I don't think I don't think anybody thought she lost that Priscilla Cachoeira fight. She largely won based on volume and yet somehow. Uh, Adelaide Byrne and Sal DiAmato and Mike Bell uh came together to give a unanimous decision to Cachueta. Um, and if you actually look and go back to MMA decisions, the only person who has it for Cachueta, uh, happens to work for Sherdog. Sure um, and, and like you could say, you know, some of the other fights she was in were really close. I, I'm not out here saying that she's a world beater, but I'm out here saying that like her volume is enough to get her by in a lot of fights. You know, she landed 170 punches on Priscilla Cachoeira. She landed 122 on Molly McCann. I mean, like, she basically went punch for punch with Alexa Grasso, which is, you know, nothing to to shake a stick at. So uh, you got Mandy Bohm here, who has some of the all-time lowest output in, like, women's flyweight history. Like, she just, like, she she refuses to pull the trigger and, and just doesn't land when she does. And... In addition to that, like, I don't think on Kim is going to go for a takedown. In fact, I don't think she's ever hit a takedown, but I do think she could if she wanted to, because Mandy Bohm's takedown defense is that bad.
1: So, yeah, I I
0: hate going, you know, favorite, favorite, favorite right off the the bat, but I I think I like on Kim here.
1: Yep, I will be taking her as well. I, I was, I dug into the numbers a bit to see if there was anything Worth, um throwing my hat into the ring of bomb but there really isn't so
0: you know and and i <laughs> in in the same token i went back and i watched like some of her fights before um she she made it to the ufc because i was like maybe maybe I'll, I'll feel better about her in a second and like i watched her fight back in bellator she fought this uh this belgian woman named Greet house who is actually gonna be on uh PFL Challenger series. And in that fight, again, it was just, like, the same shit. It's just, like, it looked like she didn't want to – it looked like she didn't want to land. It, she was just there to make sure she didn't get hit. And I think that's such a – just, like, a terrible game plan against GE on Kim.
1: Yep. Fire Fist will hopefully get back on the winning track this week. Um, thanks to us for throwing our hat in her ring. All right. Uh, all we got for the rest of the show are Road to UFC fights. Don't turn off, though. Honestly, it, it'll be good. Um, all right. Uh, what do we got first? We got the flyweights. Seung Gak Choi versus Hyung sung park. And like I said, it's the flyweight final. So are both these guys, this is an official UFC fight, right? It's three rounds and all that jazz. So like, yes, technically in the UFC already, right?
0: I believe this counts as a regular UFC fight. That was, I believe the plan all along. It's, it just kind of feels like this is the ultimate fighter without the house is the best way to think of it. Yeah. Exactly, um, the and, nonsense, and, yes. Yeah. And so the finals is always in right. the UFC. So I, I think yeah. that's what we're doing here, too.
1: There. Listen, Gumby, he, he always clarifies things perfectly. All right. Uh, I'm going to tell you about Choi first. He's six and one with two knockouts. Never been finished in a fight. He won both of his road to UFC fights, as most of these people did. He's won five straight fights. He's one year younger than Park. He outstruck his, we, we do have stats because the, these were fought in the octagon. He outstruck his road to UFC opponents by 0. 0.3 strikes per minute. So barely plus Um plus one sixty five. park. Do you know his nickname, Dan?
0: Is he the one who is a uh, peace of mind? <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah. Peace of mind. Fantastic. <laughs> there's, there's
0: some good ones in there. <laughs>
1: yep. He is seven and oh, three knockouts, three submissions. He's went and 0 on the road to UFC. He's won six straight fights via finish is regional champion. Also a pro kickboxer He's inch taller than Choi 2 inches reach on him he over the over the two fights they've had uh he was almost two times more active landing strikes somehow he's even he's one of these guys that have an even strike differential he's got hit as many as often as he dished out blows on the road to UFC so he's at plus or minus 0.0, 0. Uh, his grappling stats are better than Choi's based on those fights as well minus 200 Chalk again. Uh, not going to be as chalky as as we move along, but yeah, uh, Park is uh, from my recollection, he is better than Choi here. Um, so I will, uh, and, and he's a massive finisher, so I will take him. Yeah, I'm actually going to go the
0: opposite way for okay. exactly the reason you said. Uh, ah. Is that is that he? Ha- you're right. He has gone out there and he's finished everybody he's fought. Right? He he finished uh, Senegar and he finished. Top Noi Kiram. Rom. Uh, there you go. There you go. Your guarantee is right there. All right. <laughs> um, but here's the problem is that most of the guys he's fought um are either terrible, just like just god awful. Like some of the guys he's fought are god awful, or on the other side of things, have a massive hole. Right? Topnoi Rom.
1: Watch your mouth.
0: <laughs> Tom Noikiram is a a very, very, very good striker, right? Like we know him to be good at Muay Thai and to be particularly good in the clinch and, and all that, you know, got good low kicks, but he's a bad grappler. You know, like he almost lost to Yuma Horuchi, who is, you know, largely sees himself as a striker too in the first round of this tournament. And then in the second round, we, we went and saw, we, we, we went and saw Park shoot that takedown and not get it on Top Topnoy Top stuffed his takedown to start, and then he transitioned to the back with like a back, you know, like hold, and then he jumped on for a rear naked choke. So I think we're seeing him regularly go out and finish these people who have major deficiencies in their game. You like that? I said deficiencies instead of holes a second time, so it didn't give you yeah, something away. Yeah, <laughs> no fun, no fun. Yeah, so in this case, I think he's been going out and finishing guys who have massive deficiencies in their game, whereas Sungkuk Choi is putting in a like full 15 minute performance. And I think when you put two guys who are pretty close in terms of skill head to head, I like the guy who's putting the whole game together and and not for anything. Sunko Choi looked really good in those fights. He's got good feints. He's really patient on the feet. I love his double leg takedown. He uses it really good and at like really opportune points in the round. And his positioning from a jujitsu standpoint is really excellent. He doesn't do things like just leap to the back, hoping that he'll be able to sink in his hooks once he gets there. He has very smart positioning. He doesn't let people get up. And he, like, just works them over on the mat. So I actually think Sungook Choi is going to take this one and uh, provide us our first upset of the night.
1: All right, fine. I didn't pay attention because you're going against me, so that's when that's when I tune <laughs> I tune out when you uh, when you're going to say things that'll wreck my confidence with my pick. So right, <laughs> let's move up. Shall we move up? We shall move up. weights. Toshiomi Kazama versus Rinya Nakamura, and I, I, as I told you, this one is that weight. I'm going to tell you about Kazama first. Ten and two, three knockouts, five submissions. He's been knocked out one time, one low on road to UFC. So you got to buy in the first round or his opponent didn't make the fight, right? Uh, his, in his second fight. Oh, he second, actually,
0: okay. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure he, fought, if I'm remembering correctly, he fought his first one. And then I think it was Minwoo Kim missed weight. Uh, and so that just gave him a free pass to the finals.
1: Okay. So yes, he did win his last fight. Uh, he used to fight at featherweight. He's got an inch of reach and He's two years younger than Nakamura. He's outstruck his, his one fight, uh, technically in the octagon, uh, by he out as I'm trying to spit this out. Plus, is his strike differential, so he outstruck. He barely outstruck his his one opponent there, plus 3.35. All right, let's see if I make it through Nakamura without uh, botching at all. He's 6-0, four knockouts, one submission, 2-0 on the road to UFC. He's a wrestling champion. I think that's fair to say. He's a uh, world-class level wrestling champ. He's four and a half times more active landing strikes than Kazama was. He outstruck his two UFC opponents by 4.18 strikes per minute. Grappling stats in his favor, minus 4.45. He's a guy I remember.
0: Yeah. I mean, he's great. Um, you know, he, he he was going to most likely. And again, I'm, I'm not a, a amateur wrestling expert here, but from my understanding is he was most likely going to qualify for the 2020 Summer Olympics. And then when they got delayed, he was just like, screw it. I'm going to go fight MMA uh, and I'm going to give up my um, wrestling pursuits. He was a U23 world champ. Which is, by the way, the same thing Bo Nickel did. He won a U23 World Championship. Now, granted, we don't know what he would have looked like in NCAA wrestling, and whether or not he would have been able to like deal with the gauntlet of of you know being a uh, NCAA three time champ or whatever the hell Bo Nickel is. So I'm not saying he's Bo Nickel esque, but I'm saying he has very high level wrestling, and you're gonna put him in there with a guy uh, in Kazama who he shot 13 takedowns in his road to the UFC fight. He like basically was like, I'm desperate to get this fight to the ground. And he scored two of those 13 um, and not even against a particularly good wrestler. So like, I, I think the fact that Kazama wanted to wrestle the whole fight, first of all, is an alarm here. Cause he's not going to want to wrestle here. So like he landed 1.67 strikes per minute in that fight. You know, he landed 25 punches in a grand total of 15 minutes. So like it, this guy doesn't know how to put the output together on the, the feet. And I, I think he's just going to get blasted with a double leg takedown. He's going to be screwed in this fight. So yeah, th- this is probably one of the easiest picks on the whole card. Give me Nakamura.
1: Yeah. Give me the world-class wrestler who can also crack a bit. Definitely. So <laughs> yeah, um, right. <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. He's got power and he can wrestle. you. So yeah, he's, he could have a future here. So we'll see how he does on Saturday. We are both picking him for sure. All right. Um, what are we up to now featherweights yes Jiang yiong lee versus yi zha and as i said featherweight and we'll tell you about zha first 21 and 3 i guess yi is his last name so we'll tell you about yi first 21 and three. Six knockouts 10 submissions or is his last name zha now now i'm confusing myself dan it depends, so on, where
0: you're, depends has, on where you're looking at it man <laughs> his family name is
1: Jaw. okay so we'll go with Jaw. uh he's 21 and 3 6 knockouts 10 submissions he's been knocked out once submitted once two and 0 on the road to ufc he's won three straight fights to fight at lightweight two years younger than lee he outstruck his uh road to opponents by 0.29 strikes per minute his grappling stats are better than lee's based on those fights plus 205 the korean tiger lee nine and one four knockouts three submissions Never been finished in a fight. 2-0 and o on the road to UFC. He's won six straight fights, last three via finish. He's not lost since June of 2017. Was a regional champion. Three inches of height, three inches of reach on Ajaw. He's 4.3 times more active landing strikes um, than Ajaw was. He outstruck his two road to opponents by 6.15 strikes per minute. A hefty number. Minus 255. A hefty number there as well. Um, Chalk again. Um, better striker. Way bigger. Hasn't lost in, what, um, five and a half years? Give me Lee. So I, I'm going to go with
0: Yi here. Uh, I, I actually love the underdog play. So, you know, those stats are a tad bit misleading. So I, I want to start there. You know, you said he outstruck his opponents by six strikes per minute. Uh, that's easy to do uh, when, <laughs> yep. when when you've landed 14 total strikes ever. Um, <laughs> yep. Right. So he his fight. a finisher. Uh, but again, he's a finisher against you know Shea bin who who was on contender series and looked pretty bad and Lukai, Kai, who I if I'm correct, I, I don't believe Kai Lu is is one since then. he he's I don't know if he's necessarily fought, but I, I know that he hasn't looked good in the recent past even if you include before he lost. Um, like like he has he fought a lower level of competition and in addition to that, he gave up a takedown to bin Shay um, and, and that to me, is worrisome because I think Zayi is kind of a sleeper when it comes to his wrestling game. He he is particularly tenacious in the way that he pushes through double legs. Um, He's got lots of in and out movement, which makes him hard to hit. And when he hits that double leg, even if he doesn't get it on the first bit, he keeps running in. Now, the, the thing I will say that does make him that that plus 200 underdog is that Sometimes when he gets cracked with something, he'll run forward and like throw a Superman punch and like a seven-punch combo. But like, man, like I really do think that his jujitsu is sharp. I think everything he does has got the ability to beat uh, Jung Young Lee here. And the other thing I will say about Jung Young Lee is like, Jung Young Lee only won that first fight in the the Road to the UFC by getting brutally taken down and then like just throwing up a triangle or throwing up an arm bar really quick on Binche uh, And I don't think you're going to have that kind of luck against the guy who is, first of all, more used to being on the ground and has better jujitsu. So um, for my second dog on, on road to the UFC, I, I like Zayi here.
1: All right, go against me at your peril, but uh, Gumby sounds good when he says these things. Someone, uh, you <laughs> see that you were compared to uh, Laura Sanco in the, uh, in our discard the other day.
0: That's honorable. I, I appreciate that. It is. <laughs> I said
1: UFC, but it better not steal my Gumby away. Um, <laughs> all right. What what should we move on to? Main event time of the prelims. Lightweights. Jaka Sar- Saraji. Jaka- uh, so close. Sar- Saragi. Saragi versus Anshul Jubli. I'm good with the uh, Japanese names. Um, not so much with the other ones. All right. Saragi. Uh, do you remember his other name, Dan?
0: no i don't
1: see tenda jan mount sure yep he's 13 and 2 sarah g uh after that pause eight knockouts four (laughs) (laughs) submissions. he's been submitted twice uh so both of his losses have come via submission two and on the road to ufc both of them via knockout dan's gonna tell us how that's bad probably um he's won five straight fights he's not lost since february of 2020 was regional champ Striking stats better than Jubilee. Grappling stats better than Jubilee. He outstruck his UFC opponents by, well, technically UFC opponents by 1.93 strikes per minute. That's probably a bad thing too, right? Plus 100. Uh, Jubilee, King of Lions. That's not a bad thing. He's 6-0. One knock at one submission. 1-0 on the road to UFC. He's four inches taller than it's has He was outstruck in his road to UFC uh, performance by 0.2 strikes per minute. Minus 120. Over to you. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna take Jubilee here. I'm gonna go chalk. Um, I, I think
0: when it comes down to it, I think he's got a more complete game plan. I, I know that you know if you just look at that Road to the UFC fight, he he fought Kyung Pyo Kim, who is a you know Kyungpyo Kim is a really good wrestler. Um, and we've seen him be a really good wrestler more than once in the Road to UFC, and and obviously you know before when he was fighting for UAE Warriors. Uh, I think he fought for Shudo too, if I remember correctly, but Jubilee is a really good wrestler in his own right. Jubilee, you know, great arm triangle, you know, he comes from a wrestling background. Like I think he has a really good chance of just grounding him out here. And, you know, like, again, I know it's, it's like always really tempting to just like see a guy with a couple of knockouts in a row and be like, Oh yeah, he's, you know, he's got crazy knockout power and he does. But like, if you also look way back in his record, you know, apart from his last couple of fights, like, he has been a guy who feels like he needs to go to the ground. He's got a whole lot of rear naked chokes. Um, he's a guy who tries to get grounded pound victories. And he's like, for some reason, gone away from that. And it's probably because, you know, he's he's not got a deep wrestling base that's particularly good. So I, I think Jubilee is kind of going to expose that fact here and, uh, and
1: win this fight. Give me the knockout man at plus 100. <laughs> so there you go. We're, we're, uh, we're differing. You just got you like sharp. guys you had like guys who spend no time in the cage yes apparently yes, <laughs> yes you're not paid by the minute people. I
0: got good news for you Derek Lewis is on this card. <laughs>
1: oh you just wait that's tomorrow's show. you just wait. all right we've already broken down that fight but we'll break it down again all right th- let's recap what we got here before we bid you farewell um oh I put you down for the correct pick Sergey, but no you're picking Jubilee. all right I have Sergey. he has Jubilee he has Ja. I have Lee. we both have Nakamura uh, we I have Park. Yes, Choi. We both have Kim. Um, do you have the Iron Turtle? Yes. You have yeah, the we both Turtle. Took Iron yeah, Turtle. We both have Iron Turtle. The other Park, and we both have Tyra. Correct.
0: Yeah. So we basically agreed on. Uh, only the non Road to the UFC fights and Rinya Nakamura because he's Rinya yeah, Nakamura. Exactly. Uh, but then we we couldn't get on the same page in any Road to the UFC fight.
1: Well, Dumbie is smarter, but I I tend to hit my picks somehow. So we shall see. We shall see what happens. Um, all right, we'll be back tomorrow Thursday with our main card breakdown, five fights, uh, including Derek Lewis. So that will that's always a fun time. We got two actually chunky guy fights on the card so uh they're they're stacking it for us one one chunkier than others oh yes the one fight is very chunky that we're gonna talk about tomorrow we've seemed to have we soon have gone away from the chunky thing i don't know if the fighters are in better shape now or what's going on but we have not had um a whole lot of chunky they keep signing
0: they keep signing heavyweights that look like jilton almeida (laughs)
1: yeah and i just said a whole lot of chunkiness going on which would be a good name for an episode but if i can squeeze it in tomorrow so we shall see Uh, these things have to be natural though. So I, we'll just have to see if I remember to say it. All right. Um, hopefully you enjoyed the prelims. We're back breaking on UFC fights all them, there's some maniacs in our discord if you want to get in there sports discord who actually bet on bellator there's been a lot of bellator talk <laughs> in there so if you want to go in there and, and uh and fix that and talk about i even i even
0: dropped a i even dropped a bonus bellator pick that's how good i feel about this bellator yep. card
1: yep if you are into bellator go back an episode because we did break down the bellator the bellator for you um I told you about discord uh sgp and mma is us on Twitter, Gumby runs that. He's at Gumby Vreeland. I'm a Jeff Fox writer. You can also listen to his other t- podcast, Top Turtle MMA. I haven't seen it coming in my feed yet this week. Is it dropped yet? Uh, it'll drop uh, probably
0: before this does. So uh, it, it'll be, you know, one in 1A here. You'll, you'll hear
1: both at the same time if you want to. Great. You got your priorities uh, straight. That's good. Um, who are we going to hear on the talk? Oh, uh,
0: yeah. Today we're going or this uh, week we're going to talk to Parker Porter, who is not fighting this weekend, uh, but he will be uh, fighting the following weekend down in Perth. Uh, and then we're talking to Kyle, the monster Nelson, who's fighting Hu Choi, who we'll talk about uh, on tomorrow's episode
1: fantastic and read all our stuff sports and get into my disc uh, my, my discord get into my Substack, and at uh, the very least enter my free pick contest so you can win stuff it would be moneymma.substack.com that is it we'll be back tomorrow um until we return i will remain the iron turtle jeff fox uh gumby will remain the laura sanko of our podcast um and we will talk to you tomorrow bye